0: 526 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's been yum-yucking for the past eight years and still going strong. In this episode, we talk about the Only Murders in the Building soundtrack, Good Omens 2, and the oldest recorded board game in history. I'm Andrew Sale.
1: I'm Lauren Rubin.
0: I'm Patrick Hill. So put your yucks in a bushel basket, because they ain't welcome here. Genuinely, no one says that Off every episode by going around the table, which is where we talk about things that are new fun and noteworthy about our weeks. Uh, we have something really cool happening in our community. Patrick, why don't you tell all the people what's happening this week with uh, the podcast
2: network? This week, NASA is launching the psych. Mission. I hope it's not said Psyche, but <laughs> this is launching and we are covering it as press. That's right. M of One has press credentials to go cover the launch of the Psyche mission, which is going to do something. I yes, not on Earth. Uh, and so our very own. <laughs> Spatially. Spa- yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it exploring <laughs> not it.
1: Not on Earth.
2: <laughs> so uh, while it's, uh, you know, going to Will Ferrell and explore the space, our very own Will Truen is going to go cover it. And that, that's yes. what's happening. So there will be some uh, YouTube content coming out of that. Excited for that. Um, and that's, I don't know. There's nothing else to add. Yeah. And then you will, videos mm-hmm. will come on the backside. Yeah. One other thing happened uh, this week or I, I introduced myself. No one no one helped me. Um because because Lauren, I would say, for one of the few times I've known her, failed a basic responsibility, which was to be consuming all pop media at all times. <laughs> That's what well, we want for two of weeks, you.
1: guys. That's I got what behind. we expect of you. <laughs>
2: I know. And you so a pretty beca- good job. <laughs> so because of that, she had never told me to go watch the uh live action One Piece on Netflix. I had to figure this out by myself. And I should say that I have had no interaction with One Piece before now. So I've never read the manga or watched the anime. Are these the correct terms? Oh, gosh, I'm killing it so far.
1: Crushing it, crushing it. (laughs) It's amazing. So,
2: So I don't know anything about Monkey D. Luffy and his crew, but I sat down and I I put on the first episode, um, and I was just absolutely hooked. And then over the course of the next twenty four hours, I I watched the entire season, and I absolutely loved it. It's it is this weird, quirky people of Umbrella Academy, yeah. And the episode flow of
1: Lost that is actually really funny.
2: <laughs> it's like the right amounts of dumb and funny and suspenseful all at yes. the same time like it's never so heavy that uh or it never feels like it takes itself too seriously there are eye roll moments because it's it can be so kind of ridiculous at times whether ridiculous because it's over the top or ridiculous because it just I, you know, there's just some moments where the dialogue doesn't just exactly blow you away or things seem a yes, little too yeah, simple.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the dialogue is very like... You could have translated it to sound like a normal person talks, okay? You didn't have to take it word for word. <laughs>
2: but it's it's just fun. It is yeah. just fun. And, like, I was already super... Uh, I, I was already in it. And then... I, I guess the people if you if you know this you'll know these characters and if you don't know this then it doesn't matter cuz you won't remember this and you'll f- meet everybody to start with. But like first episode was enough for me to keep going meaning Buggy in episode 2 just loved his whole vibe and then I'm in the the show but then when we meet uh, I think his name's Mihawk on like episode 6 maybe then that's the part that it's just at from then on when they want me to cry i'm crying when they want me to laugh i'm laughing like they just fully had me like completely wrapped up i was just i was a puppet on a string for this show loved one piece i've already started the rewatch i just think it's fantastic
1: yeah so i've only seen the first two episodes i have not seen the whole season yet and uh like Patrick mentioned, I am at least a little bit familiar with this series beforehand. I would say, though, that of the ones that Netflix has adapted, this is the one that I know the least. Like, I have watched a lot of Full Metal Alchemist, read a lot of Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, I read all of Death Note before that came out. Like, all that kind of stuff. And then the, and, and Cowboy Bebop I've seen many times. Uh, but this is the one that I knew the least about. Like, I've definitely... Like been a, very exposed to this just by like being such an anime fan when I was younger, and like like this, and I think like Naruto were like the biggest things for a long time and like i didn 't buy a lot of one piece because we were collecting Naruto and they 're very similar, like shown in anime fighting things where it's like okay i 'll take the ninjas instead of the pirates, basically, so like I got on the Naruto Big side of things. I think both are real are good. They're just very similar. So like when you're literally like waiting for each one to come out and you only have so much allowance money, you got to pick one. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I think that like I, I should have been reading it more. This is really good. I like this more than I liked what I remember of Naruto. And like, it's really cool. And I love the way that they've adapted this like extremely cartoon wacky thing into live action. Like, the costumes are so cool. It looks so natural. Like, I love that they change clothes and don't just stay in, like, the same, like, Doug Funny uniform the whole time. Like, it just feels like very lived-in versions of the characters. And, like, the guy who they they have play Monkey is so good. He's, like, ridiculous. And he sells all this, like, completely insane stuff. Like, I really want to see, like, behind the scenes of how they do some of the special effects because it's like, seems really natural when you're watching it on screen. And it's crazy because you're like... This is a it's a stretchy guy and it's very stylized. It's Stretch Armstrong
0: <laughs> as a pirate.
1: Yeah, yeah. In it's not Mister Fantastic. Of- it's definitely Stretch Armstrong. Like, yeah, because <laughs> he it's like goofy. stretches yeah. back.
0: It's goofy and like like. Gummy.
1: Yeah, it's literally like so cartoonish. The like idea of everything and the way that the powers work and stuff is so cartoony, like buggy, like you mentioned, extremely cartoony. But the way that they translated it works so well. And like the world around them matches really well. Like the production design is really, really good on this show. So I'm like just really proud that they finally nailed one of these anime adaptations. Yeah, I
2: mean, you can imagine the look on my face knowing nothing about it the first time. Our hero yelled, "Gum gum pistol." I had a very I love like,
1: when they call that out in the first episode, and they're like, "He's like all the great fighters call out their finishing moves," and they're like, "No, no they, they don't." don't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I know that you mentioned before the show that you thought the first episode was slow and the second episode, or as it Not continues, slow.
1: It's- I I said that like it had some little clunky issues that I think like some of the dialogue is very clunky. There's some weird, just kind of stuff that doesn't work quite right. But I think it all gets ironed out by the end of the second episode. And I think that's just something that happens with pilot episodes a lot of times. So like I don't really think there's any issue, especially when you're like, okay, we learned from the first try and now we're getting better. You know. So I think that it like I'm very excited to see. more more of the show I just I was couldn't stay awake long enough <laughs> so as someone that
2: knows nothing like wh- you know what do I judge this against other than yeah. my own enjoyment because I'm, I'm not judging against the reference material mm-hmm. right watching the first episode again it does uh, I was saying slow because that's the word I'm attaching to it it feels slower than the episodes that come after it mm. that said I did not have that feeling when I was watching it for the first time and it's giving me a ton of context i needed to keep watching the show and to to yeah. understand what's happening um so i i feel like it it played very well and there are some good tie-ins in the end of the season with how it resolves do I want to go watch it again now? No. Like I would want to
1: pick out like episode two or episode six. Yeah. You're going to pick your favorites. Yeah. They have so much to set up though. Like they're for real, like they're setting up this entire world of pirates, this weird superpowers and how they work. All these, at least three main characters, (laughs) like, you know, like it's a lot.
2: But that said, like knew nothing about it, no interaction with it. I thought it all played well. I've really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I fully recommend it. Um, Andrew, let me tell you about some things. First and foremost, before we
0: run out of time, this got cut for time last week, and I don't want to do our boy Sean, um, uh, poorly this, this time around. So a couple weeks ago, I got a package in the mail, uh, with some other stuff, with some Lorcana stuff, um, and that, that Sean had picked up and sent me. But he also sent me and Becca a, a fun little gift. He sent me a Ted Lasso and a Keely pin. Um, from Kreider Designs right there. Such fun pins. And so you, I believe you can buy these on his site. Uh, I also believe he's watching right now. So drop the link in the chat. It will also be in the show notes. Go pick up these. I think he's got just about all the characters. Um, they are so fun. They're so rad. If you like Ted Lasso, I know that the show is over, but the, the spirit can live on with these heads of, um, like these, yeah, the portraits of all the different characters and they're fantastic. So go pick those up. And then, uh, my friend JP came back from a Disney cruise and brought me, um, brought me this fun Disney cruise line pin, which, uh, oh, I love that. the, has the Disney cruise line, uh, logo and then, uh, Mickey, Minnie, Goofy and Pluto in their, their cruising attire spin around it. And there's waves in the background. It's a pretty cool pin. Um, so thank you, JP, for that. And then he brought me back this pin from Gideon's um from when he flew out oh, uh, out cute. from there. So it's a cool like sea turtle. Um and I believe a portion of the um a portion of the uh the proceeds from this pin went to like sea turtle rescue relief, that kind of thing. Um and then I also picked up um, a, a new game, uh, it's actually an expansion to a game that we've talked about a few times. Uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago, actually, but happy little dinosaurs has a brand new <laughs> expansion it has just come out in the last oh, nice. week the, this expansion is called hazards ahead. Um, and you've got a, uh, a, a beautiful little, um, what's that dinosaur called Lauren? A stegosaurus, or no, that's an ankylosaurus. An ankylosaurus on the cover, a cute little ankylosaurus. His name is Easygoing Anky. That's his character name, Easygoing Anky. (laughs) Very cute. The the other character that comes with this one is Moody Mosasaur. So we've got our first aquatic (laughs) dinosaur in the the deal, and you'll notice-
1: Looks really happy.
0: Yes, (laughs) that's true. So (laughs) cute. Eagle Eye Watchers will notice there's a brand new symbol down here it's not just the normal disasters that you've talked that we've talked about with this game before there's a new symbol because there is a new mechanic that has been introduced into the game, and that is hazards. Hazards are ways that you can help stop people in their tracks um, from from going forward so you it came with these um, these little cones these little hazard cones, and as you get a disaster, you can take those hazard cones and put them on other people's play mats. Um, and when they get to that point when their meeple gets to that point they have to um they have to flip over a hazard card and different things happen with that um and uh, and so there's there's a whole new rule set that comes along with this so continues to add to it there's of course new cards, new fun um disasters along the way, new fun hazards along the way and of course you get you know uh as is the case with all of the other um versions, you get the meeples, these cute little there they Me- are. They're just oh. adorable little meeples. The so. what, the, the is mos- that a whale is
1: especially hilarious. Oh, I this, love
0: that. Yeah, the, he's a he's a mosasaur. So he's a. Yeah, I just want to order best. those. He's a that's he's a best. carnivorous <laughs> aquatic dinosaur. Go ahead and throw uh, the other ones away because he's just cute. Yeah, because he's he's so good. Or she so they, good. Yeah, they are so cute. <laughs> so anyway, if you've not played, if you've still not played this game, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's a fun game. It's for families. Uh, it, it's for a great game night. Uh, honestly, everybody wins when you play Happy Little Dinosaurs. Um okay, here's your Lorcana update. Been playing a lot this week, so much so that Patrick has said he no longer feels like he can play <laughs> because <laughs> he's not it's built out a deck yet. Correct me if I'm wrong, this is what you said last night, Patrick. You don't think you can play anymore because we've played so much that you're behind and you don't feel like you could ever catch up and win. Yeah, oh, you're like be much leveled better up now. now
2: yeah yeah and so now we're play- we're like we should be in different leagues or whatever, so if I play I'll only lose if I lose, it won't be fun, and so therefore, if I don't play, then I won't have not fun,
0: yeah so he's uh it's Schrodinger's uh, gameplay <laughs> as yeah. he both is winning and losing by not playing. So he's just going to not play. Yeah. But I did, uh, we did happen to score, uh, a, a restock, um, at target this past week. And Becca came over last week and, uh, we had a date night where we just opened up cards and we did happen to, Becca did happen to open this beauty, which is, uh, another, uh, Enchanted. yeah, you posted this that is one. The, uh, the giant, uh, fairy tinkerbell enchanted card and so this one's a this one's real pretty and nice and
1: shiny and That's very um, my favorite artwork of the ones you've shown so far
0: it's very good it's like i think I it's number it. two or three of like the most the most sought after ones elsa oh, is the wow. number one um and i am actually in the process of selling that one i think i'm probably going to end up getting like six or seven hundred dollars for it um stay wow. tuned for that but that is what it's going That's for awesome
2: so, um i've got to recoup some of these costs for anyone listening uh give in to your addictions uh you'll be better for it yeah that's what if that's the takeaway the moral of this
0: story is spend money on the things that you want to spend money on you'll always make that money back no matter what
2: Especially if you don't have the money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't have the money.
2: Speaking of, I did book... I, we Speaking did of book NFTs. Our, like, <laughs> no,
1: we,
0: we did book our honeymoon last night on oh, uh, a, a Disney cruise. And I went into That's, the conversation I was going to ask you
1: where, and I'm so angry at myself for not realizing that that was the obvious answer and I should have known. <laughs> yes. Um.
0: I... I did go into the conversation thinking that it was just paying for a deposit. When we got through the whole planning process and got excited and got all the stuff laid out and the dates and all that stuff, got to the end and it was pay in full right now. <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. Sigh. So we took a step back <laughs> and then ultimately still did go forward with it because after some advice, like the the price could very easily go up, jump up a couple hundred oh, bucks sure. or a few hundred bucks. In a day, because that's how this thing kind of works. So I'm like, okay, well, here we go. So, uh, if you want to buy this Elsa card and you want to, sp- and you want to spend <laughs>
1: four times the market value,
0: I'll, I got one for you. Um, oh, yeah. do I have a deal for you? If you would like to <laughs> boy, contribute oh boy. to
1: Andrew's honeymoon fund. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Turn into please help me pay off my credit card. Um that's uh that's gonna be it for me. There's other fun stuff that's that's happened, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it there. Leave the people wanting more. For time Lauren, again. Yeah, Lauren, why don't you uh why don't you round the bases for us?
1: All right. Yeah. I'm going to keep it pretty short. I think, uh, I've had kind of a slow week just catching up after being out out of town for so long. Uh, I'm reading a new book, but I'm not really like far enough along in it to talk about it yet and some stuff like that. So, um, I have started some new costumes for New York Comic Con. So that's going to be fun. Um, If anyone's going to be there, I know it's like a bigger con and in a more normal area than Atlanta. So uh, let me know if anyone's going to be there. I'm looking forward to it. Um, And then I've just been playing a lot of D&D, which is awesome.
0: (laughs) Um, Oh. Yes, I see I have. you have another party that you've not made as <laughs> well. Yeah. For to. those
2: that are not in the yes. uh, the M of One podcast Discord, like Andrew clearly is not, you wouldn't know. I am <laughs> yeah. in the Discord. And
1: or have you been like, following our stuff? <laughs> I see the conversations happening <laughs> in there. That's so funny. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been playing with Will. We've been playing his Lethenders Ring setting for a while. Uh, i It's really awesome. What? What percent oh, A whole other
2: group is playing yeah, it. Yeah. 100%. I,
1: and this started I in our podcast Slack with some of us who are like, just going to like, hey, is anybody looking for a group? Yeah, let's do it kind of thing. I and cannot it just came tell together. you how
0: upset I am right now. <laughs> I know I'm smiling because the show is happening, but the anger inside is real, Will. the ang- We talked. We talked. Two weeks ago, when he was filling in for you, afterwards we spent several yeah. minutes talking about how we miss spending time with each other and how we should play. We should play D anD D even if <laughs> we're not doing it for a show. And he's like, "Yeah, we should totally do that." At no point did he ever say there's another game that you could totally be a part of.
1: Yeah, but well, we've got a is, big group now, so we might have to split again. Instead of talking about it,
2: Lauren went off and did it. Andrews, so there's a lesson. Yeah, yeah.
1: But we've been having a no, lot of fun. <laughs> that's
2: not a lesson. I didn't know it was on the table. What do
0: you mean? That's the lesson. <laughs> don't that's I tell you. Bull. <laughs> my neighbors downstairs are very are trying to figure out why in the world i'm yelling right now old is so so funny. Funny.
1: The anger <laughs> yeah. is
0: real
2: murder murderous old lady ethel no, yeah she, she died she died months ago
1: oh, okay cool. uh i don't know if jared's listening it, it's Tolene. uh he is also hanging out with us that's how it's all got started and it's been fun uh, um, bop, 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 bop
0: sorry that was my so that, was was an it... intrusive,
1: that was an intrusive <laughs> sorry, thought and it yes. won I'm sorry
0: normally so I would apologize so, that was totally reactionary and I didn't even mean to do it that's just okay. where I'm at internally
1: <laughs> well I okay so I did want to ask though so I have been writing these like elaborate write-ups for this group just for fun just as like a creative writing exercise right. sort of and I th- Patrick you might have read them they're very detailed Um, but yeah I've been kind of wondering if there's like a good place to post them online because like i don't read blogs anymore so like where is this exist anymore and is this just reddit and that's fine if that's the answer and i might be overthinking it but i'm wondering if anyone has suggestions or if they read this type of thing where they read it and send it to me
0: yeah you can uh there's a there's a place that you can take it and you can just like post it straight on there and shove it up your butt
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks thank you thank you (laughs) so helpful
2: Live journal.
1: No, actually. Yeah, really. (laughs) uh, Jonathan. Tumblr was another idea. Jonathan
2: that plays in our D&D group, he used to do something similar. He he would do all the detailed notes and he did have a blog of sorts that I believe he was regularly posting him to. So you should you should just
1: ask him for that. Yeah. Oh, easy. <laughs> very easy. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. And then um, this is something that I got at Dragon Con and I cut for time last week because I knew I was rambling. But um, this is a cool D D thing that I think is neat. Um, I got this from a place that's called Double Feature. Um, they are just have feature feature actually written out though, so it's kind of cool. And this is just an initiative tracker that is like very simple, nicely laid out, oh. very easy to use, and like I've become that person who track pays attention to all that stuff now. So like it just has like slots to again write the name and then they're like health points and like a pad yeah just a little notepad so you can tear them off and throw them away or maybe like i'm probably going to keep them and like staple them into my notebooks that i keep in for each session and stuff so i just think that that's a really cool fun nice thing to have and uh, i'll have a link but it's called double feature um on instagram and all that other stuff but yeah, the only other thing that i did was uh, watch the live action little mermaid I, I felt the same I do about most of the remakes these are just not for me i i don't like them like it, there's so many things that became confusing when you make this into real life that just is it because ariel really? is
0: a woman now <laughs> because she was a woman yeah. in the original
1: no, the main thing that bugs me is that like they mess up the music and the new songs that they added were really really bad. So no, like, so, oh no, 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 no! That no. scuttle song I wanted to turn the movie off. That I'm scuttle serious. song the first time I
0: heard it was ear piercing.
1: They I wanted to turn it I off. It, I was, it so was upset. a jam. Now no, I'm I looking so for it on
0: Spotify.
1: No, it's so bad. I'm sorry. I really Listen hated to it that. A second time. <laughs> no, it I never shot. will. I never will. <laughs> oh please! Yeah, this from the one who's would, making
0: me watch Ahsoka. <laughs>
1: I'm not making you do anything. (laughs) I never told you you had to watch it. I know, but
0: I'm watching it because I feel bad because I don't want to yuck on your yums.
1: (laughs) Well, whatever. I think uh, it's just, this wasn't for me. I just think it has all the problems I think I I have with the other remakes. I think it just feels so, it's so, I think what they're trying to do is very hard with like blending completely CG animals that are photorealistic um, with Human beings that are also in this CGI setting and yeah. they're heavily CGI'd. It's just a lot to, to undertake in one thing, and just I know. have
0: big I have big issues with with how they did some of those things. There, there's no air bubbles underwater for most. Yeah. for the most part, it's it feels very hyper disconnected. Um, but I do love total- scuttlebutt.
1: I hated that so much. And there's just weird things too, where like when you think about it in a really realistic setting, like they're kind of asking you to do, it's like, okay, I see what you're trying to do with like taking away the seashell bra. That wasn't cool. But now they just have their scales cover up their boobs. So they're just naked, right? Like, how is this working? How is this better? Patrick, you'd love it. (laughs) Sounds great. Yeah, sure. Just Just when you're like putting it in, like this is real now. It's like, okay, now I'm thinking about it a lot more than I would have ever. Thought about this, <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's on Disney Plus now. You can uh, you know be a completionist like me and check it off your list.
0: <laughs> um, that's going to be it for our around the table. Up next, we're going to head over to our master categories. The master category section each week is when we talk about the dice we rolled the week before. Those dice give us our categories. We pick our topics based on those categories. <laughs> This week, Lauren, um, I believe we're going to start with you since we ended with you and just keep the Lauren train going.
1: So I actually forgot about watch that. I should have brought this up last week, but it's good because I got TV this week and that I didn't have to watch something new or fight Patrick for one piece. So I want to talk about Good Omens 2, which is the second season of Good Omens. Um just in case we'll start at the beginning uh good omens is a tv show based on my favorite book of all time that is written by co-written excuse me by neil gaiman and terry pratchett and it follows an angel and a demon who try and prevent the apocalypse to uh preserve their comfortable lifestyle by influencing the antichrist to their particular plans however they start off with the wrong kid so Chaos ensues, and those that's where the story goes from there. It's a really great book. It's awesome. The TV show, in my opinion, is not the greatest. I really wish that I liked the show more. Most people that I talk to love it, especially if they haven't read the books. But I just to me, like, it doesn't quite work because like I think they Absolutely nailed the two main characters, the Zero Found Crawley. Um, they're played by uh, Michael Sheen and David Tennant in the show, and they are perfect. They're really, really good, and they are—they nailed everything about them. But then, at that expense, I think that they like completely messed up like all of the surrounding characters which are very important and like just made them all unlikable all of them are uninteresting they just kind of repeated scenes with certain characters more than once throughout the series and it just drove me nuts watching the first season uh I think the second season got a lot better. I think they took notes on what didn't work for the first season and have improved a lot of things. Mainly, it is a lot of Aziraphale Crowley, and that's just the show, and that's great. They have like a vignette in the beginning of most of the seasons where it's like the two of them during different time periods having little adventures. They do tie into the like larger story, but those are by far, in a way, the best parts of the whole show. Period. It's just fun to see those two guys together, these two characters together, their adventures together. They're awesome. Like, I could, I would watch a show of just, just that part, honestly. <laughs> but they keep tacking on this complicated extra stuff that is just not working yeah. for me. I think, like, the, there's kind of two other plots going on at this, like, this is kind of one of those stories where, like, uh, that's actually a lot of Neil Gaiman stories where like a lot of plots start at the same time. And of course, they're all going to marry together somehow. But you got to like wait and figure out the mystery. Um, So like I, I think it was annoying to me how similar, though, that the, these three threads ended up feeling when they come to the end. Um, It just really it's very frustrating because like I think they do so many things right with this show. But then they just miss like a big half of it that needs to work. And they just can't quite get it right. I talked to my brother about this a lot because he's also read the book uh, many times and and seen the show and like I think he nailed it in saying that it's like missing the Terry Pratchett factor because Terry Pratchett passed away and so like Neil Gaiman has said this is what they would have written as a sequel um in this latest season since there never was a written sequel um to the original book but like Terry Pratchett's like Actual optimism is what needs to balance out the like skepticism of the other characters. And I think there's just like, they're not actually sincere about it. And so it just doesn't feel balanced in a way that would work. And then I just think that they just, it's very frustrating because like I hate when shows present you with a mystery that you're meant to follow along and like be able to guess at the end. And then when you see the results, you're like, well, there's no way that you could have come to that conclusion because you didn't give, you intentionally left out half of the clues. You know what I mean? They don't let you play along the right way where it's like the clues have to be there for you to put together, even if you didn't see it. They this is like it's very obvious what they left out so that you wouldn't be able to figure out the last piece. And it's kind of annoying because like there's a huge part of the story where one of the characters like leaves and goes out of town on this adventure and then doesn't actually learn anything from it so that they could keep the mystery going.
2: And there should be a game to play. That's the whole thing. There has to be a game to play.
1: And it felt like the whole beginning of the show was setting up that game for, for everyone to enjoy and then like it just isn't, isn't playable. So it's kind of, it, that always yeah. feels disappointing to me when you are like the mysteries revealed and you tried to, you know, play along and you couldn't have ever gotten to that conclusion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, there's hopefully going to be a third season. It le- leaves off on a cliffhanger. So, um, but that'll probably be the last season, I would assume. How has response to the show been? The show, other than me, is really well-loved and really, like, well-received. Like, the fandom is, like, so... Like what is fun about the show to me is the fandom of it. Like it's kind of like our flag means death where like it's that same kind of fandom that draws a lot of fan art and is really involved and like has a lot of fun with these characters. And like that is really enjoyable to see after loving them for so long myself, like just, you know, reading the book. And so like I love that this is like become much more popular because of the show, even if it's not my favorite and that all these other people like that version of it, that's totally fine with me. I can go read the book again for the 12th time. It's totally fine. And and I just, like, I really love the show in so many ways. I just wish they could, like, level themselves up to what I see the potential to be. And, like, it's just so close. They just never quite get there. So, rooting for you guys.
0: <laughs> um, maybe when, like... Things When I run out of things to watch, I'll, I'll watch it, but I, I feel like...
1: I understand. I don't know if, like, I'm not sure either of you would, like, love it, but, like, I do think it's a good show. It's worth watching. It's just, like, I, I wish it was You a
2: ruined it bad. for me already. Like, you at least ruined season two by saying it's a mystery that I, as a viewer, can't solve. So, yeah, I have well, that, that pulled the rug out from under any chances.
1: I really, I will say, I was completely invested until the very last episode, which was what was oh, like that's the, thing the didn't worst work. that's so like just, watching yeah, Lost again to me not that that's bad that's like watching Lost again or, or Game of Thrones Game of Thrones yeah saying, I don't
2: think the ending of Lost is near is anywhere near as bad as the ending of Game of Thrones
1: I think no, that's, that's 100% true Game I, of Thrones I, got, f- got it much worse I yes. think that that Lost
0: it, it just really I feel like he didn't know where it was going and then he just he was like I I can't think of anything and so I'm gonna I also say think the same thing. thing
1: happened for Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah Shoot. I give up well, on all these prophecies. We laid the tracks for done. Here we go. I guess it's going to
2: be the thing that I've openly denied was the thing. It's going to just be it, that thing. Here's <laughs> the thing: if you were going to rewatch one of them, which one would you rewatch? Oh, I would rewatch Lost. Hundred exactly. Hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Game of Thrones. Because <laughs> of the Lost.
0: boobs. Just be honest. <laughs> Come on, Lauren. I've been like actually bears. like dancing
1: around rewatching Game of Thrones a li- again. Like, don't I do don't yourself. <laughs> it's, g- you're g- it's not going to be better. than I just than stop the at season time. six every time, and it works out great. <sighs> it works out great. <laughs> but good omens, everybody. Yeah, check it out. Check it well, out, or at least too. read the book because it's amazing. Don't check <laughs> it
0: Good omens to electric boogaloo.
1: Good omens <laughs> to read the book.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Who are you tossing it
2: to?
1: Patrick. You've been wanting to talk.
2: <laughs> Listen, I've been ready ready for this. Listen, we're going from I Neil know. Gaiman to Mark Shaman, everybody. Uh,
1: I am talking about <gasps>
2: The second you said Neil Damon, he wrote that down. I put put that (laughs) really
0: written down a 100%. He put it on a post-it note, and he had it ready to go, ladies and and gentlemen. And now I'm
1: going to honor this with the episode title for sure. Hang on.
2: Patrick, can you just say it again? Just say the last part again real quick. Uh, To Mark Shaman. Oh, I was expecting... I just like the horns. It's okay. Okay, so I have.
1: Oh. <laughs>
2: thank you. <laughs> so I have uh, music for this week, and I'm actually going to talk about only murders in the building. I just want to draw attention to what they're doing, uh, specifically with the soundtrack, and specifically in this season. It's not that they haven't had great music before now, uh, but this year we're we're getting, well, we're getting a lot more of it, and we're getting full length theater songs for the the theater production that they're putting on uh, in the show. Um, Before I jump into this, one fun fact, I found out that all the drums and the intro music for Only Merge in the Building was done on five buckets that were bought from Home Depot. But this season, uh, we're actually getting to see a full performance put on and headlining this performance uh, is two big actors that you know, and one of those is Meryl Streep. And in the...
1: Never heard of her.
2: I think the, maybe it's the third episode. They're working on her song. They're polishing her song. And then she gets this, uh, she has a performance of it. And the song is called Look for the Light. And it's actually written by Sarah Bareilles. I love her. And she wrote the song along with Pasek and Paul. Now, these two people did... Uh, the music for La La Land. They did the music for I think the composing for uh, Dear Evan Hansen. They've worked in a ton of stuff, and and um, they actually so Sarah Bareilles worked not just with Passing Paul but also worked with Meryl Streep, um, like back and forth. This is something that was tailor made for her voice for this performance, uh, and it's it's just a beautiful song again you can go on to um youtube you can go to hulu's channel and you can find these performances they've been posting the full length kind of uninterrupted uncut so you can see the whole performance uh if you're watching it in the show there'll be kind of interlacing scenes of other things that are happening and so if you want the uncut bit with it's foreshadowing best- yeah so it's if you just want to watch just the song itself just go check it on the YouTube. uh uh, on Hulu channel on youtube is what i'm trying to say not the youtube i don't put the in front of it before i say it uh when we're done here he's gonna head out to the walmart
0: and pick up something
2: from the dairy queen (laughs) Um, and then in the latest episode we actually get another song uh, which is steve martin finally nails his rendition of uh which of the pickwick triplets did it can you do uh, it patrick the whole song or is that what you guys yeah, were practicing? just the, just the just the opener come on no no, no i i refuse you did it before we started recording and it was and good it yeah was great but it was that's, legitimately good but it's not as good as steve martin's performance now this song the reason i said the name um mark shaman before this song was done uh also with scott whitman and mark shaman they did the music for uh hairspray um mary poppins i think they did music uh all the way back in sister act were you talking just now andrew yeah i don't know what happened i must have hit something the new mary poppins uh yes mary poppins Poppins returns returns? okay okay. exactly yes 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 these aren't random people these aren't nobodies (laughs) these are like like these are are big are uh, composers, big writers. <laughs> They're people, and it adds such another dimension to watching it. The acting is already great in the show. the The mystery is already compelling. Like we were on the flip side of what Lauren was saying, they do yeah, give this you the show pieces.
1: I was going to say, it's a great example of a show that lets you play the game. 100%. Yes. Every week
2: is about participating in it, and it's never going to- It's never going to tip its Not half. going to give you the information. And in right. fact, one of the things that this show has commonly done, at least in season one, season two, and we'll see how it wraps in season three, is they kind of tell you the answer in episode one. And so that said, like, that is already amazing. And then you add on top of that- uh, Sarah Bareilles, uh, Scott Whitman, Mark Shaman, all these people making incredible music that you could see on Broadway. I, I yeah. just love it. It's it's endeared me to a show that I was already like fully in love with. So for those of you that are watching it, I think we've had eight episodes come out now or nine episodes come out. Now. The finale is about to come out. So if you you're not caught up on the show, get caught up. If you haven't watched the show, it's just an amazing show. And especially if you love theater, especially if you love Broadway, all the more reason uh, to watch this show. I love it. I'm,
0: I'm excited to see. I've I've got, um, obviously there's a new episode on that's that's on tonight. I'm looking forward to watching that. And we have yeah, our Yeah, I theories. need to catch up on that one. We'll see who pans out. Okay. Let me take us back a little bit because I got games. But not only did I get games, I got past games. And so I thought I'm going to be as literal with this as I could possibly be. And I'm going to go back to the very first board game the very first recorded board game in history and this is not just something that like i happened upon i searched this out and saw several different references pointing back to this one game so cross reference this multiple times this is a game the very first game um ever recorded goes back to uh 2620 bc in ancient egypt that's before Uh, cheese (laughs) yep before cheese existed that's what the e (laughs) stands for um and it's uh it's been it's been documented as being played on in hieroglyphics on these uh in these in ancient egypt like you can still see hieroglyphics of this this game being played and this is a game called senate um and this is what it looks like here's an, an older version of it um, Senate is a, a game that's played with two players. Um, and it's the, the word stands for in ancient Egyptian, like the, the hieroglyphs stand for passing or in Coptic, it stands for passing afternoon. So that's the name mm. Senate is passing or passing afternoon. And you're playing as you're playing with two players. You're playing as either, um, one shape of a token which is kind of like a barrel shaped token and then the other one is more of like a traditional um almost think of the game sorry that kind of token yeah for those of you who aren't looking um, there's like a
1: tall one and a short one a tall one and a short <laughs> one
2: yeah uh, short and there's a short and stout one and there's a, a tall and it's just anyone. to be clear the short oh. one looks like one of the locking pin backers
1: it does actually. Yeah,
2: it does. Yep. It does. Yeah, and now and the tall
1: one does look exactly or, like a starring token.
2: The the
0: plugs that are in my ear right now. <laughs> that's yeah. what it looks like. It looks like, <laughs> yeah. it looks like uh if you if you were to gauge your
2: ears, that's what the it looks like. The tall one looks like rubber earplugs, and the short yes. one looks like gauge earplugs. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, that's right. Actually
0: perfect. <laughs> so uh you start and there's ten tokens, five of each one, and they're they're placed in alternating um, order along one side of the board. Uh, the board is three rows. Long and um, each row consists of a column of three squares. So there's a total of 30 spaces on the board, and you play in a zigzag pattern. You have to move all of your tokens. The purpose of the game, or the the idea of the game, is to get all of your tokens off the board first. If you get all of your bo- your tokens off the board, so if you're looking right now, if you're watching on the screen, if you get here. Um, if you get past here, then you have made yourself, you've taken your, your, um, your characters off the board. Um, and so there are, if you pay, if you can see this on the screen too, there's hieroglyphics in these specific areas that are, that denote different areas and Mm. different areas. When you land on them, they do different things. Um, there's also this spot right here in the middle, which is the halfway point between, uh, the, the beginning and the end. And you're trying to, um, when you get there, it's like a, you can't go back past that point the game plays a little bit like Parcheezy, if you've ever played Parcheesi Mm -hmm. there's some elements of that um you can jump um you can jump certain uh tokens as long as there's not two tokens in a row if there's two tokens in a row then you can't pass the oldest
2: game ever and you can jump you can't even jump in the latest hitman game (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, so that's that's how the game is played, uh, and again, of course, there's there's rules that I'm not going to go into all the rules. Um, but here is another a newer version of that game. This is what you mm. choose. This is what you use to to roll instead of dice. You have these um, four half dowels. So one side is rounded and one side is flat. So just imagine you've taken two dowels and cut them in half, and that's what you're playing with. You throw those up in the air. They land on the table. Depending on how many flat sides are visible and how many um, round sides are visible, it determines where you go. And it determines if you get to go again. Um, it mm-hmm. it tends to benefit you for going. If you get all of them, it benefits you. And if you get none of them um, facing up, it benefits you. The middle range is pretty much what you would expect. There's two and three You move two and three locations. Um, but if you roll only one face up, you get to go that one, but then you get to go again. Um, if you roll all four, then you get to move five spaces and then you get to go again. Uh, Mm. so that's kind of how the, the rolling system works. Um, but as you can see, it's got the different names on these spaces. I, let me see if I can zoom in on it. Here we go. Um, there's the water, the goodness. Oh, where is it? No, this is not. These aren't the actual names. Sorry. Uh, I watched a whole video talking about it, and the names were really elegant, like really eloquent, (laughs) super cool and creative names. That one says Mutt. Yeah, this one's just been dumbed down. I don't don't like this version. (laughs) Um, This game, however, uh, is still available. In fact, my intention was to have this game and play it to review it. I didn't order it in time and I missed the the uh the shipping the shipping window. I'll be getting it in the morning. (laughs) It will be here in the morning. My air condition went out of my apartment and that threw off my whole schedule of when I wanted to do things. But um (laughs) I will own this game, or I do own this game. It's just on its way. Uh you can buy it on Amazon for like 30 bucks, I think. Forty bucks is what I paid. I think it's actually on sale right now. I think it's $29.99. It's normally fifty. How much did it cost when it was released? To be thirty dollars, still. I don't know. It's a. It's a very. Pop- <laughs> There's lots of different. If you look, if you if you go and read about this, um, you can see all sort, This game shows up at different time periods and throughout history, throughout the world. There's different places where this game shows up and is a very yeah. prominent game. It has stood the test of time. Um, and but it's I mean, still thirty bucks. There. Thirty bucks
2: is crazy. <laughs> it, We'll see. We'll see what what, it what we have me. to see.
1: Like I know <laughs> what board
2: games cost and you just showed the components of this one. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: it looks nice.
2: Well, the version that I got, you can get cheap, 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 cheap
0: versions of it for like twelve dollars. You can get cheapy versions of it. The version I got is uh, nice. typically, <laughs> traditionally speaking, the game comes with um, it's it's a it's a dimensional box where all the pieces fit inside of it in a slide out drawer. It's usually made of either some sort of wood or stone. Tra- traditionally, it was it was stone, and then it shifted to be more wood. And some of these can be really ornate and really decorative. There are some um, Senate boxes, Senate games that you can find online, like on Etsy or on eBay or whatever, for hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars based on the ornamental value of. Like there are some that have been now, made. Like the first into, one you
1: showed was really fancy.
0: Yes, there are some that are made into tables um that are like freestanding they don't you don't have to sit them on a table those are those can be hundreds or thousands of dollars there's a lot and as you can tell you can do so much to make this game more ornate if it's wood or if it's stone you can carve a lot of stuff into it and that's that tends to be um how people do this it becomes a family game that people pass down it becomes an heirloom that's what i've seen a lot um think of it as like our our ages like monopoly game you know like most yeah. people, uh, most I would think, uh, um, average American families have that monopoly game that used to be either great grandmas or your grandmas that <laughs> is in some sort of shelf or bookstore or uh, bookshelf somewhere, or the or Uno cards or that deck of cards that's been around for forty years. That's what this game used to be, and it still is around. Like they're still producing it. Um, yeah. When I get it, uh, I will play it. I hope it'll be good. And I will show it on on air to show um, the the quality of it. But this is uh, Senate, the the very first recorded board game in history. That so uh, cool. there we go. Uh, the next time we someone has past games, you could the best you can do is go the second oldest board game in history. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Wonder like, what
1: that is. <laughs> um, to be like tic tac toe. <laughs>
0: that. Uh, is going to be my category, which means I think that's all of our categories. So let's roll some dice to find out what uh, at least the two of us are talking about. And Patrick, go ahead yeah. and roll for yourself, even if you're not yeah. going to be here next week, because maybe we'll hand it off to a third player. I've got some words to exchange with Will, so maybe we'll get him back on the show. <laughs> um, got some, some real words to convey. Yeah. Um, but let's roll some dice to figure out what we are all talking about next week. Past seven.
1: Great. Seven is TV.
0: I got a present two.
1: Two is front page. That's what we haven't had in a long time.
0: Nice. Front page. That pre- makes sense. Front page
1: is pre-
0: present front page. <laughs> yeah. <Makes> yeah. Sense.
1: <laughs> be tough if you got past. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then I got a 13. It's going to be art. I think that's and just called history. Two. Yeah. yeah, past
2: front I page would just be They history. put textbooks of that stuff out. We landed <laughs> on the moon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> no way, that's great. Um I've seen that newspaper clipping by the way. It's at the Stanley Hotel where they filmed Dumb and Dumber. It's in still in Denver the lobby or- bar.
1: Oh, that's cute.
0: What? Where is it at? Aspen? The Stanley Hotel. It's in uh it's in No one knows. Colorado um
1: it's the Shining I'm blanking window. on the no. name
0: of I'm blanking on the name of what city it is, but uh, it's, yeah, it's, this, it's the okay. same hotel where The Shining was inspired. Um, yeah, that's right. Um. But Dumb and Dumber was filmed there. You can see that. Okay, anyway, that's going to be all for our um, episode. You can check out all the links to the things we talked about in our uh, episode recap section. <laughs> <laughs> Show notes. I got gotcha. you. This park, there we go. Thank you, SS Park, Colorado. You can check all that out at mof1.network. You dot wrote network that down you yourself, Patrick.
1: You Patrick wrote that wrote in it. chat, and then you
2: posted it. Patrick wrote it, and then shared it. <laughs> Andrew was busy. I didn't want to interrupt him like you just did.
1: No, That's that was fair. worth it. It was hilarious. You guys should fist fight, and I'll watch it. I'll watch Yo. and then clip
0: it. Um, you can find all that on never M of One. Punch a lady, dot which is network. why I am going fight you. <laughs> Lauren, I, I, don't worry. Lauren, I don't consider you a lady.
1: No, thanks. <laughs>
0: I would never say something so cruel. I think she genuinely <laughs> um, takes it as
2: a compliment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For the fifth time, M of One dot onenetwork where you can find show notes and links to all this stuff, as well as an archive with tons of other episodes with many, many hours. One of these days, Patrick is going to actually, does lightning and arrow still listen? Cause if so, here's a fun project. Go find out how many hours of audio we've published. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, know you can just be our
0: friend without doing stuff, Ernie. You can. You can. Yeah. But if you do it, there is something in it for you. I will give you one of these pieces of Mondo art that I need to sell. There's hundreds of dollars Ooh. worth of stuff in it for you if you go find that out. Because I would love to know, and I just don't have the time to figure it out. So, if anyone wants to find out exactly how many hours of, of produced audio we've we've put out in the world, there's something in it for you.
2: Hey, by um, the way, we uh, moved, well, last week we were number 180, in the US for design. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think yeah. this week we dropped down to two twelve. Oh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you really uh, set that up to go a different way.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but last <Cool>. week, like <laughs> Wow, last um,
0: week. <laughs> well, that's why we need your help. Go rate and review the show. Subscribe to it on your podcast platforms wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a fantastic review review. <laughs> a fantastic review. We'll read it on the air. We promise we will do whatever you ask us to do in that. We will read it however you want us to read it. Specifically, Lauren, she is dying to do some voices. Please let us know what voices she can do by do leaving it. a review. Um you can oh, hey, we just did it all switcheroo. <laughs> hey, well okay. Oop, there we go again. The platform's <laughs> getting fidgety. That means it's time to go. I wish my camera could zoom in and out when I said that. <laughs> Added in post. Um, we're going to get out of this episode though. Oh, subscribe right here on Twitch. Watch us live on Twitch. Be a part of the conversation while we're here. We show lots of stuff. It's a visual podcast. Show up, check out that stuff. Uh, we promise you probably won't regret it. Um, you guys are fantastic. We love you all, but we are going to get out of this episode. My name's Andrew. I'm and Lauren. I'm Patrick. We're going to say peace out to everybody who's listening and watching.
1: Adios. Bye.